This special episode of Boards and Swords is brought to you thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash boardsandswords. We're not live, but it's time for Boards and Swords! Ha! <laughs> Got him! It's also really hard to put out that intro right when the cat bites you. <laughs> Boards and Swords! Ow! Did he bite you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. How do you spell that? Dow. <laughs> Swow. <laughs> it's been a while. It has. It has. Yeah. Since I could hold my head up. Because we anyway. even recorded early in yeah. December. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, this is the podcast where we uh, typically have fun talking about uh, board games and stuff. But this week, we're having a bunch of different technical issues going on plus i got we were supposed to have episodes upon episodes and then i went on travel and then i had got real like sick and worn out and so we decided to make it up by because in the meantime there's been like a lot of news mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. a lot so of it. and i even had like when i started i had 15 different stories i was going to make jokes for and i whittled it down to 10 Wow. Nice. But so okay. I've got I've got ten stories here. This is gonna be a little short episode, at least something to keep the feed warm. <laughs> so it doesn't go idle. So so the feed doesn't go idle. <laughs> you know, it's like when you start your car and you leave it running for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. I am Colin. And I am Cindy. What have y'all been up to? I guess we could t- banter a little bit. Yeah, Not we, playing we... games. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I've been playing like a ton of games. We had a long weekend and didn't play a game at all. Well, yeah. I played a video game, but that is not a board game. No. Yeah. I know you had a game day a while back. Well, yeah. yeah, we did. That was a couple Sundays ago at this point. Yeah, we got to or play Saturdays. Space Base finally at more than two players. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. We played a full five-player game, and that was it was great. Because I... I played, it was really good. I played Marvel Champions the next day, and uh, Jeremy was there talking about how oh, he was at your house the night before. That's uh, right. Before. Yeah, he was. He was. Nice. Yeah, he and his wife and our other friend Austin came over. We had fun. Nice. We got to play yeah, a we few played, games. We played yeah, uh, Menace Among Us, Meeple Party, and... That's what he was saying. That's right. And, uh, and what did I just say? Space Base. Space Base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I've been, uh, in fact, I've been posting on the blog different kind of recaps. That we'll get into that when we find, whenever we record our 2020 stuff. Yeah, because I'm doing mm. a lot more talking about the games that I'm playing, not just what the games are. Nice. Okay. Um, I dig that. Yeah, but uh, I did. A, there was a good blog post that kind of took off in the places I posted it, where I talked about teaching my dad Marvel Champions. Oh yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I read parts of it. So you should go check that out if you haven't. But in the meantime, you want to talk some news? Let's sure. talk some news. And the news is so old in that some of these jokes that I wrote have already like changed. Like the joke's not... Like I'm going to have to on the fly edit some of these maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but our first story was resolved when I wrote the joke. Um, and I do have to mention that a lot of these news stories now I'm getting from, well, mainly Beetle, but <laughs> <laughs> we've got a news channel set up in our Slack. So people are posting, whenever they post links, I save them. And I usually use those, a lot of those for these news bits because I figure it's stuff people care about. Yeah. So if you go support us on Patreon, get access to the Slack. You can help the show. Then you can help the show <laughs> in more than one way. 
our first story has always been resolved, but it sucks that it was a situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a YouTube. There, there not was. There is a YouTube channel called Sword and Steel. It's a couple of women that do videos about uh, different minis games. Oh, that's yes, cool. Yes. Go women. Uh, they had one of their videos deleted by YouTube due to a copyright strike, in air quotes. I just uh. realized that there's no cameras on. so that the <laughs> uh, From a company called Green Stuff World. Um, so they had done some... So in the video that got taken down, the one of the women had done uh, an unboxing video of some new paints from Vallejo. Mm. Okay. Um, like the people that you, when you guys went up the road, that you yeah, the paint that you got, yeah. the primer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So unknown to Sword and Steel, the the channel, the name of these paints, which is it's some like color shift or something like that, is in dispute between Vallejo and this green stuff world. So like Vallejo went ahead and put out this product. So this person was just unboxing a product, uh. not knowing anything about this legal dispute. Because so instead of contacting them directly and informing them the situation. They filed a copyright complaint and got and got the channel basically one third of the way towards their account being disabled. Holy cow! Uh, because what happens if you get three strikes? They lock you out of your account and shut the entire channel down. Mm. Like you lose everything. That's awful. Yeah, and the only joke here is that YouTube automated copyright system. That's the joke. <laughs> wow. Cause yeah. Because YouTube obviously didn't even check the claim. They just. Put they the don't. Most, on there. Anytime that they get a copyright, most of the time they just straight go ahead and copyright or strike, strike your account. You. And oh then you can gosh. appeal it. You can appeal it, but it's always harder to. It, it favors the copyright claimers and not creators. That's horrible. Which is also one of the men, not, not this specifically, but it just buys into my. Well, I'm not really worried about putting out YouTube only content. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still going to stream and it'll go to YouTube but I'm not making specific videos, A, because it's a lot of energy, time and energy to do those, and then I feel like it's not worth it. Yeah. Because between channels getting minimized unless they have like X number of views and just all the other weird crap that YouTube's been doing, it's just not really worth it. Yeah, Yeah, I think Google, the Google spies need to learn from the Facebook spies and like, I don't know, tap into people's lines and listen to what they're talking about. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. And Taylor That's how you to you. tell you about that. One time we were watching Parks and Recreation, and uh, you remember the episode where like uh, Andy's playing around with a ship in a bottle, and he's like, I got it out. You remember that? Remember that no, episode? I have not seen all of Parks yeah. and Rec. Well, it happened in an episode. Okay. And then, like, about a half hour after it ended, I had an ad pop in my Facebook feed. It was a Lego ship in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, okay, We've ha- I've had that happen before, like, Ash and I'd be talking about stopping them Facebook ad. Actually, that's why I went in and disabled targeted ads. Oh. Oh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And but you don't can you have still it- get ads? They're well, you just- still get ads. But they're not at all, But like- it's not collecting in- your Instead data. of, like, a ship in a bottle, you get adult diapers. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel less <laughs> intruded upon. I got gotcha. gotcha. I turned my microphone off for Facebook. Oh, that's that's a. I guess but that's it's still. Good. I did that too. But yeah, it's help. It, like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Like we don't care. We can work around that. <laughs> so I don't know how. We'll use the but... other microphone. <laughs> yeah, may I do still have it turned on for Instagram, so maybe that's why. Probably. Because I will sometimes post live stories and things. Yeah. But I don't know. We have ways around that. Yeah. It's All creepy. right. So, sadly, I wish Philip was here for this, but how about some RPG news? Sure. Uh, uh. Wizards of the Coast announced <laughs> the next source book for D&D called The Explorer's Guide to... I'm going to try and pronounce it. Wildemount? 
Okay. That sounds like a word. Sounds like a word. Wildemount. This got really a lot of buzz because Wildemount is the setting for the very popular RPG show Critical Role. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I know that. And so who are actually working with wizards to produce this official set guide to their world as an oh, official wow. source book. Mm. If you want to know what's different about this setting versus like any other setting, um, I can't really help you, though. <laughs> The last time I was anywhere close to a critical role was when Philip and I fought over the bread basket at Texas Roadhouse. Nice. <laughs> they got some good bread there. Actually, the butter is what's so good at Texas uh, yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah, it's the butter, yeah. I started with Outback, but then I realized you don't have a bread basket. It's like a little plate. It's a log, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a loaf. Not a log. Well, no, no, not <laughs> even that. It, it doesn't come in a basket. It comes... Oh, true. Yeah, it's on a cutting board. Yeah, so the next thing That's I thought of... This is the too. thought process that goes into these jokes. The next thought was, oh, well, Olive Garden, you serve you in a bread basket. I'm like, no, but then they bring you, they bring you the breadsticks sticks, like yeah. all the time, so yeah, you can't really fight over it, so it doesn't make the joke work. I want the warm one. No, <laughs> I want the warm one. Anyways... Pascal Bernard, the creator of the Time of Legends Joan of Arc game from Mythic Games... Uh, posted some information on Facebook about the dispute he's having with Mythic. Okay. Now, who knows what the actual facts are? And I'm not going to proclaim one way or another. But according to Pascal, Mythic Games hadn't paid him the correct amount of royalties or any royalties from their 2017 Kickstarter for the Joan of uh, Time of Legends Joan of Art. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. And... Mythic Games went to make a uh, 1.5 Kickstarter for their game, like a 1.5 oh, version. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I and saw that. they never asked Pascal for approval to do so. <laughs> so he, oh. he reported it to Kickstarter and got it taken down. Oh. All in all, this explains Mythic's new Kickstarter called Mythic Battles, the People's Court. <laughs> nice. Is that a real thing? Yes and no, and the fact that they had a game that was like Mythic Battles Pantheon, oh. but it also was a half sub, and the fact that there was that People's Court episode that is rumored about. Yeah, I wish I wish I had that. Dum dum. But do you uh, do you know that it was another news story from like a month ago? I think it was where there was a a game. I want to say it was having to do with uh, Golden Bell Studios, where they won or they lost a game or they lost the uh, a People's Court. Was that the? Uh, there was oh, a, I can't remember the name. There was of the game a lady now. who had published a game, and then Green or and um, I keep wanting to say Green Stuff World. Uh, Golden Bell Studios bought the rights to it, and then never did anything with it. Oh, and so she tried to get the rights back, and there was a dispute, and they went on the. Oh yes, they yes. went on the People's Court. Yeah, I remember that. I saw the story about that. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing about this. Well, it hasn't aired yet. Is one of they, the reasons they, why they quote unquote bought it from her. Right. And yes, yeah, and. They didn't do anything, and she wanted it back, and they wouldn't give it back, and so right. she went and sued them for the rights to it, basically. Huh. And what happens is the people's court looks at these suits and be like, hey, we'll bring you on the show if you sign this document saying you'll agree to whatever happens. Oh, yeah, and Golden Bell tried to get them to not air the show. Yeah, or there still are, I think. Oh, yeah, I th yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, here's something you're more interested in. Uh, you've heard of Roll and Write, mm -hmm. and maybe even Flip and Phil. But have you ever heard of a flick and fill? No, not yet. That's because Pandasaurus <laughs> Games has announced the game Sonara, which oh they are describing gosh. as a flick and write game set in the Sonaran Desert where de a player's flick disc onto a board trying to aim for specific regions and bump other opponents out of the way. I dig it. Uh, I am excited. Sounds like all the things that make Colin go ooh and Philip, who's not here, go boo. <laughs> you got flicking games. 
You got deserts mm. and games requiring skill. So you know what's really fun? <laughs> well, what makes me sad is the fact that there's no video today because boom, cactus shirt. I mean, I just... No one could see this. Yeah, we actually saw the prototype version at Unpub uh, in t- this last year, right? Yeah, it was in 2019. Yeah. So. Oh. And we talked. It, it was like bug themed. It at was that bug point. themed. Yeah. We talked. I, talk- I, I actually talked with the designer for about 15 minutes while there was another group like finishing up their game mm-hmm. and just hoping that we could play, but it they were taking it much longer. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I talked with him for a while and he was a really great guy. And then I actually ran into him at PAX and recognized him. And I was like, okay, so this might be creepy, but are you the guy that designed that one game? And, <laughs> oh. and then I like described like something from his life that he told me had just happened. <laughs> and he's like, you remember that? I'm like, I remember weird things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was super excited. That was... Colin's like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I do remember she weird does. things. I remember because my hair was to the left because it was a Tuesday. And I remember it was Tuesday because a wedding had happened five years prior on that same exact date. <laughs> He's not lying. I do things like that. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about Kickstarter. All right. There's a lot of Kickstarter news going there on. There is. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so not much that we're interested it's in. It's annoying. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there though. So <laughs> this is where I talk about uh, the news being old. So Monolith Games had a Kickstarter up called Beyond the Monolith Core System, Conan Universe. Oh, that's oh one. Yeah. yes. If you own Conan or Batman Gotham City Chronicles, this would turn your game into more of a versus kind of one-on-one combat adventure game <laughs> um, where it would still have like narrative scenario based, but it would be less kind of all versus one or one versus all, I guess the right word, but, and more of like a, more of like your regular like Warhammer style minis yeah. game. When I wrote this, it was like, they still have four days to make their goal, but they actually have canceled the Kickstarter mm. yeah. because it didn't look like it was going to fund. Yeah, they were like a quarter of the way there. Yeah, I think. it was a short Kickstarter, and even after the first couple of days, we're only like a quarter of the way, mainly because the pledges were so confusing and there was a lot of issues, mm-hmm. which they just took as, oh, people are just not interested in this. When people are like, no, we just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, they were trying to make their goal had been seven hundred and eighty thousand oh dollars, which sounds high, but the company said they wanted a realistic goal instead of putting something low and then hitting core components through stretch goals, like a lot of companies okay. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. made this big push about how they they were like, just an FYI, we're going to launch this Kickstarter. It's going to be seven hundred eighty thousand dollars is what we need, but this is why. And but, in other words. $780,000 is what it takes to write a good rule book. I, I, I knew that's where you were going with it, so I was ready on that button. <laughs> it's really not that hard. Yeah. Leader Games launched Oath on Kickstarter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one to four, six, oh, pfft, one to six player game, one to four, six. <laughs> <laughs> One to six player game has you building or toppling an empire in a game that remembers the previous games in a way that makes each gameplay kind of unique and add to the overall kind of story to the game. Mm -hmm. They say it's not like a legacy game. It's a game about legacy kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's like how FFG remembers my credit card info every time they make an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
I didn't watch, I didn't read the whole page for it, but yeah. like just trying to watch the video stuff for it. And I was like, I still don't know how this game works. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of <laughs> in the same boat. Uh, plus there was, they, they, they went a little, it's high too. It's like $90. Yeah. Because oh my gosh. They, well, they made, instead of a board, they made a neoprene mat, which easily well, could nice. be like 30 bucks of the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, why didn't they make that a stretch? Well, because if they make it a stretch goal, they still have to make a board and yeah. the bat. Yeah. Okay. They just, I guess they wanted it to be more of a deluxe game. Yeah. Okay. Instead uh, of it being an add on or something. I, I looked at it because I like Root, and this is from the, you know, Cole from who did Root. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it but looks like it has some of the same similar it, artwork. Similar artwork, yeah. But ultimately, it was like, well, I'm just getting some of the, or the new Root stuff should be shipping soon. So I'll probably be fine with that. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oh, like yeah. that's the underworld. Yeah, and our friend uh, Matt Hawker, uh, he actually backed it. I got notified that he backed it. Oh, yeah, o- oath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I'm been... like, hey, we might get to try it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of Kickstarters, Restoration Games has launched Return to Dark Tower. Oh yes, yes. So I had to edit this because I said re- my original version said Return to the Dark Tower, and <laughs> then I looked and it's like, no, it's actually Return to Dark Tower. Mm. Did the first game, was it not based on the Stephen King movie? Was it just a tar- dark tower? I have absolutely This no isn't idea. even a joke. This is just an honest question. Yeah, I haven't ever researched it. I think that's, the, I think that, I assumed it was be based on the dark tower, like the Stephen King books, mm. but maybe it isn't. Maybe and they couldn't secure the rights, so it, they had to take Well, the, the original out. game was just called Dark Tower. There wasn't the dark tower. Oh, okay. It was just dark tower. Maybe it was based on it, but not like you were saying. <laughs> Uh, what does that <laughs> represent, but legally distinct? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, this like like I said, it's a re- re-implementation, like they do, of a 38-year-old board game. Mm. This co-op game is players fight against the enemies and difficulty that this ominous tower throws at them, and it uses like inner a Bluetooth app to kind of work with this huge tower that like moves around and makes a bunch of noise and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's co-designed between Rob Davio, you know, Seafall, yeah. and Isaac Childress from Gloomhaven. Oh. Which is why I won't be backing it, because I have enough soul-crushing games as it is. <laughs> and this joke would have worked a little bit better had we done the full episode where I talked about how I've been doing terrible at Gloomhaven. Oh. <laughs> so you just have to wait to hear more about that. All right, now it's time for the FFG corner of our news. Uh, Boo. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Starting off with Cosmic Encounter Duel, a two-player version of the popular negotiating or wheeling and dealing game, Cosmic Encounter. uh, I was was curious about this. I didn't have time to look it up yet. Yeah. I mean, to me and to most people, it probably seemed like a weird time, and it's just kind of like random to announce this game. But when a company lays off most of its staff, these are the kind of ideas that are left. (laughs) Which so we'll, sad. we'll talk about here in a second. I even put the next joke says, we'll get to the layoff story in a second. <laughs> but first, some more bad FFG news is the company announced that the covert mission set for Star Wars Destiny will be the last set for the collectible card dice game. Mm. Now, I would say that I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, my gosh. But honestly, I'm just hoping that they don't alter the deal any further. Was that a joke? Those are Star Wars references. Like, What was the alter the deal further? I've altered the deal. <laughs> they're like, you've altered the deal. And he's like, pray I don't alter it any further. Ah, that was like deep cuts. 
He uh, said that it's like three. It, no, no. Which, which one is, is? Where is that from? Empire Strikes Back, Cloud City. Is against, it against? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> It's not a memorable part for me. Sorry. Here, I, I'll hang no, on. No, I got you. No, 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 no. It's there. You go. Anyways, getting to Take getting it. to sort. Some sad news was released a couple weeks ago through social media. Fantasy Flight Games laid off of a bunch of people from very a bunch, a lot of people from various departments. Uh, most were in the RPG department and the short-lived Fantasy Flight Interactive mm. production yeah. studio. Uh, but there were bunch of other departments hit as well uh and i hope that all the people that are, are in there are able to move on to better things um and remember that asmodee that is owned by a financial group so the chances are this was probably done to just make the company more profitable yeah. and lean mm. um however you'd think that the owners might have some compassion when dealing with a company made famous for games where you battle against unholy monsters or organize rebellions against mega corporations. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. And that was, that was the last one. Nice. But yeah, um, it was a lot of, a lot of stuff. I, it, it was sad, but it also didn't shock. None of it shocked me. Mm. Um, the the fantasy flight interactive they'd only really had one game and that was the the lord of the rings uh adventure game uh, which i heard was not ve- was not very popular hmm, it was just okay. not taking off and then the rpg department a lot of people make it seem like that just means they're not going to do rpgs mm. which is weird because the day after the day before this news leaked was when they had done their big formal push for the new Keyforge book. <laughs> that's uh-huh. the Keyforge uh, source book for their RPG system. Oh. So that's why it was kind of weird. It was like, you were just promoting this and now you just laid off all your staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is weird. That's that's odd timing. But a lot of RPG stuff is done through uh, freelancing. Oh, yeah. So I imagine they're still going to be putting out content and it may even be the exact same people working on it. Mm-hmm. But now the company doesn't have to pay benefits and stuff. Mm. That would suck. It, it, it's... It's one of those. It's what it is. It's a workaround loophole, whatever it's, you want to call it. It's a cut. It's a. It's it's the realities of the economics yeah. of the of the world that we live the in. Business world. Most of RPG companies work through freelance group because there's just not the money like there is in board games. Right, mm. right. And even board games, the margins are slim. They're even slimmer in RPGs. Yeah, yeah. bubbles got to shrink so it doesn't burst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So them's the breaks. All right. Yeah, that was it. You got a little extra dose there, and I'll get this out on the feed in a somewhat manner. I didn't want to put timely in, in there. In some, uh, <laughs> the somewhat manner. In a somewhat manner. I was wondering. Congratulations on a job done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be out some point soon. Yeah. Um, so maybe you should make it. 42.5. Yeah, exactly. No, because this is basically like, the prequel to this uh, to the next episode. Uh, <laughs> I wonder I'll how do we it can how phrase I want. That. <laughs> okay. uh, trying to think of like it's like the prologue. Ones. There you go. Yeah. Can you put that in there? I'll just call it one thirty four prologue. Yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Is it one thirty four or one forty four? One forty three. One forty three. We transpose one yeah. of those words. Some sort of information in there may have been true. <laughs> <laughs> We'll All the information is there. You just have to we'll rearrange find it to out. find the answer. <laughs> it's a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out in five days what Chris really means. <laughs> Stay tuned. Da, da, da. 
No, that's where we need the like jong jong. <laughs> oh, from Law and Order. Jong jong. All right. That is all we've got for this little prologue. We'll be back with the rest of the all the other good stuff that you've come to expect. Soon. But, th- but this meant by breaking this out, we could not make the next show so jam-packed. Correct, because yeah. we missed a show. We missed a show, and we do want to talk about 2020. And we got reviews coming up. Yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Boardsandswords.com slash live if you want to catch us live or just go to <laughs> boardsandswords.com for lots of content. Yeah, or follow us on Facebook and all the all the links, Instagram, everything. Yep, it's all on the Boards and Swords website. Yeah, and individually too. Yeah, I'm Call Case One Nine Six. I'm Cindy Pastorius. I'm Chris the Prof. Never done one of these point five things, so it's. (laughs) I think I've done one in the history of the show. What do we do here? What do I usually do with my hands? I don't know. Oh, that's where it gets back to the video, so no one can see me doing the Talladega Nights thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, all right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Or morning. Whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>